Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 158 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Yes, hello. Hi. This week, I'm just getting screwed over on things that should be delivered to me but are not. So my OLED switch was supposed to be here Sunday. Oh. And it still is not here and is now listed as just delayed with no explanation or anything. You know, if you remember, that happened with my Xbox. Yes. Because uh, I bought, I ordered two, and then they were like, oh, yeah, we'll let you know when you'll get your the, the Series X. But that was going to somebody else. So I, I felt bad for them because I was like, dude, I, I, I got mine. But. Well, it was just dumb as fuck because I pre-ordered it the day it came out before right. people who have gotten it already. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it just kept saying, like, yeah, it'll be there Sunday. And then on Sunday, it still said preparing for shipping. And on Monday, it said preparing for shipping. We'll let you know when it shipped. And then it still is not there. But now it says delayed. So I don't know, like, if they just, like, fucked me over on my order or what is happening. But it seemed to happen to a lot of people on GameStop and Best Buy's online ordering as well. Mm. Like, they just, like, didn't get them. So I Did don't it sell know. out immediately? Uh, no, because they had, they've had several other like drops of it as well. Okay. So it doesn't make any sense. I don't really know what, uh, what transpired there. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's always a bummer. Yeah, it is. And then my other one is I backed the good life Swery's game about turning into cats in a small British town, Mm -hmm. like 2016. And it was supposed to come out in 2019. It didn't. And it was supposed to. It came out today and it is on Game Pass and it is on like every platform. Uh, But lucky for me, I backed the PS4 version and they like fucked up and didn't ask Sony for the codes early enough. So they still don't have them. Uh, so what I was saying before a dumb podcast app crashed or did whatever it did. Uh, I also, I backed the good life in 2016 or something like that. And, uh, it was supposed to be out in 2019, but it is, it was not. And it came out today, but I backed the PS4 version and they did not ask for codes soon enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, oops they can't give them to me and they said in an update sorry ps4 users we also won't have them today either so i backed this fucking game i gave them money to make it and i don't even get to play it on launch day in fairness they had no idea it was launching today so like how could they know to get the code sooner so anyways i it's on game pass i'm just gonna fucking play the pc version and then you can play the PlayStation version and then get double uh, well, achievements. Well, my, so my thing is, it's a sweary game, so sure. it runs really poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, the PC version runs the best, obviously. So uh, it'll probably be the best experience overall. Um, but it is also is apparently not good. Like, sweary games generally run you know, on the lower end of scores because usually they're technically a mess and he has all these ideas that never come together and stuff. So like some of the review scores are like two out of 10 uh, IGN's 
uh, IGN US was like seven out of ten. IGN Italy was like five out of ten. I think it's going to be one of those things that I might not play all the way through. But like even back then, I was like, well, this is a cool concept. I hope it will work out. And like he made way more money than like they needed and then they also got a publisher and it's on game pass like it just seems like such a weird thing i I don't know so and also apparently they had fucked up and like promised italian french and several other localizations and just never communicated that that wasn't happening until yesterday oh well yeah if you don't tell anybody until the last minute they can't get mad, right? Yeah, they said they were working too hard and it must have slipped <laughs> through the cracks or something. And I was like, dude, this is like a giant clusterfuck. That's fucking insane. Uh, and like one of my favorite things was someone tweeted at him. I had to unfollow him a long time ago because he tweets all the time about getting drunk and stuff. But uh, he, someone tweeted at him and was like, oh, I really like it so far. Uh, do you guys like, are you taking any feedback for future patches? And his response was just like, I never take any feedback. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake, dude, this shit's crazy. Uh, but apparently, yeah, like every sweary game, it runs kind of shitty and like it is incomprehensible in a lot of ways. So, well, like he doesn't know to make it not run shitty because he doesn't take any feedback. So. I mean, that's true. Yeah. So, but it's, it's, I don't know. It's just one of those things where like he made his own new company, white owls to like do this stuff. Like they are the ones who put out deadly premonition too. And like, sure. That ran like shit. And it was a switch exclusive. Like it would at least run slightly better if it was on PC, but they, they worked with another developer to make that JJ Macfield game, which like was most of the way there. Like it was a fine, enough puzzle platformer like it had a lot of issues but like you could see where it was going and like the amount of money they had raised for the good life is i I don't know how it turned out the way it did but i mean maybe he's just like not capable of making a great game i I don't know i mean what do you think the best game he made is uh probably deadly premonition one and that was like unintentional you know what I mean? Like, I think the part of that that like stuck with a lot of people was like, oh, this is a game that has a really low budget, but like it's trying to do a lot. And like, that's cool. What if you gave him a real budget and like he could do stuff? But it seems like even if that's the case, he can't really do it. Yeah. Whereas like I I often tie him and Suda together in my brain because they are each like they have the stupid numbers after their name suda 51 and sweary 65 but they like they each have like their own idea of like what american or like outside of japanese culture is but like suda actually makes fun action games that like run competently right and sell well as well 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 well, quote unquote they sell way better than whatever sweary makes which i mean fairness and action games always going to sell better than like something more artistic yeah, it is, but they are like they're also just like more polished and well made. Like Suit is not gonna put out a game that like runs like dog shit. Like there's a reason why No More Heroes 3 runs at 60 in all the battle sequences, like because he cares. Like they their development team cares and need wants it to run well. So I don't know. It's just a weird thing, but I had to complain about that. I was like, Are you serious? You like didn't ask for the code soon enough? And like now you fucking come on man like that seems like the first thing you would do for a kickstarter like make sure that the people who backed it are the ones who like are able to play it first you know what i mean even not play it first at least make sure they can fucking play it the day it comes out like the fact that there are people out there who are able to play it in theory before me someone who backed it like 
five, six years ago seems fucking wild. If I wanted to, I could download it tonight, play it, and not give them any money. Exactly. Like, I already downloaded it on Game Pass right before the podcast. And I I, I don't know. That's weird, because, like, even... I don't know, like at least Kickstarters, even I backed a lot of games that I just ended up not really liking the game, but at least I got the code at the correct time. Like even Psychonauts, I got it a day early. So like, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just like, come on. What? So. So, yeah, that was stupid. But the Switch OLED thing really pissed me off. I was like, what? I I, Walmart. At least with the Switch, like you have a Switch. So it's not like you're not able to experience like anything. No, yeah, I already have it, but the way it makes it seem is like, I'm not going to get it for like weeks, which is just annoying. So it'll probably show up when you're out of town. Yeah. It'll show up when I'm on vacation, (laughs) literally across the country, which is the best time for it to show up. Obviously. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. Just have it shipped out to you and then you can play it on the way home. You know? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know that they're going to let me change that now. If they can't even, no, Willie will ship it to you. Oh, Oh yes. Yes. And then, and then that, when you're on your way back, and then when you're on your way back, it'll be going to to you know, uh, you know, California. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so with that, I guess we can get into the news. The first one here really just pissed me the fuck off. Monster Hunter Rise, Capcom announced that they will not be able to support cross save and cross play between the Switch and the upcoming PC version. And so my question then is, why? fucking even ask why ask if people would like that in a survey if you knew you couldn't do it uh i guess to figure out like if this is something they needed to announce and let people know i don't know it it, yes that's odd but like then what i think is fucking buck wild is like it's it's gonna be possible in the first week if people have a homebrewed switch Mm-hmm. Like you can just if you have your switch has homebrew on it, you can just dump saves. And so I bet if I homebrewed my switch, I could dump the save and just import it into the fucking PC folder and play it. Which you could in theory and not feel too bad about it because you'll have two switches at that point. I know, but like I that just is stupid. I, I don't know. Like the fact that like a modder will do it in the first week and Capcom's going to be like, it's impossible. <laughs> is like fucking ridiculous. And people are like, oh, but like the PC version of Monster Hunter World has a lot of cheaters and blah, blah, blah. it's like, man, it's a fucking single player game for most of it. Like, just don't match with people. Uh, well, it's never competitive, is it? No, and that's what I think is fucking crazy. Like, who gives a shit if some rando is cheating? Just leave the fucking lobby. Well, like, it, uh, or you're probably not even going to know. But, like, regardless, that that is not a reasonable excuse to me for why this should not have crossplay. Like, I'm going to guess if you're playing, playing with randoms in Monster Hunter, you're not having a good time anyway. Uh, it depends if you're farming for specific things or not. But it depends. Even then, it's going to be a much better experience it's going to be a much better experience if like, like you're playing with friends and if you're farming for something, who cares if someone's cheating? Right. Well, exactly. Yeah. I mean, personally I don't like, yeah, go for it. Whatever. If it you just, make it battle goes faster. So I get this item quicker. Like, sure. Do it. Yeah. It just, that, that whole thing drives me nuts because it was just like, why, why even ask in your survey? <laughs> and it wasn't even like, is this something you would like in future monster hunter games? It was like, is this something you would like in this game <laughs> in monster hunter rise? And it was like, of course, but they already knew that from world. Like people bitched about that then. I, 
I think my it, favorite thing is they they may have gone to like a developer and was like, "Can you do this?" And they were just like, "No." And then they're like, "Okay." Yeah, I have that, no that's idea. the extent of the conversation. Apparently, I don't know. It just like is wild because I know for a fact that the first week that's out on PC, the fucking modding community is going to be able to make it happen like right away. Did they do it with Monster Hunter World then? Uh yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so like it's just a fucking waste of time. I, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I don't get why Capcom would like do that unless it's like something with their like contract they made with Nintendo where like Nintendo doesn't want the progress to be able to carry over or something because technically then you're like accessing their whatever. I, I don't know. Oh, well, I mean, are they planning on releasing any deals paid DLC? Yeah, that's what uh, the comes out next summer. Storm breakers i bet that's what it is it may be because then then you move your you move your save over to the pc and then you then you're just gonna play on the pc because the pc version's better i guess and then you're gonna buy the the dlc on the pc and nintendo doesn't get any of that money that's my guess i guess but i mean for capcom so many people would fucking double dip on this goddamn product like that that's what i think is ridiculous like it's already gonna sell a lot on pc but it would sell that much more because there are so many people like me who are just like yeah if i could transfer my save across these things like i would just play on the pc version when i'm at home and if i was like gonna be on a trip or like at work or something and i was gonna play some monster hunter i would just transfer it back to the switch you know what i mean right so, I mean, even if it was only a one-way transfer, I would still do it. Like, I already paid you 60 bucks for the fucking game. Like, I'm going to pay it again, and plus DLC. But then what I am afraid is going to happen, which I bet is why... This is why I think it's not going to happen, is because I think they're also going to delay the expansion on PC. Like, I don't think it's going to come out the same day as it does on Switch. Mm. Which is stupid and should not be the case, but I bet that will be the case. Like, it'll at least be the same, like, six months away... And so then it'll be like, oh, well, I would rather play it on Switch if I'm just going to get the expansion sooner. I don't know, man. It's just a weird thing. Yeah. Capcom's weird. And Nintendo's weird. It's probably a mixture of the two. Yeah, probably a mixture of the two. So that's something else. Uh, The next one here, the rumor that Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition will be sold at full price. That Mm -hmm. makes sense to me. Right. Uh, because it would be $20 per, I bet, if you bought them separately. Right, right now they're going for 10 But, I mean, that's not with them all being, like, up yeah, scaled and the, the up scaled and, and up res. So, like, I would... That's I saw a lot of people getting like really mad about this, but I was like, I I don't know, man, like that. That seems like about on par with what I expected, I guess, because I I expected that if I was just going to like buy the digital version of San Andreas, it would be 20 bucks. So mm-hmm. uh, that's fine for me. And like I, I will probably buy the whole thing, but I probably won't play GTA three at all. If I do, I probably won't even buy it. But yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm that makes it. sense. I'm not the Rockstar fan, so yeah, I don't really I, care. I am the target audience. Sure, sure. So San Andreas uh, will be cool. Um, the the next one you put on here, Adam Warlock is in the new Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. This, this is true. This was tweeted out. I'm not too familiar with Adam Warlock. Are, are you? Uh, yeah, he was like in one of the previous post credit scenes of a Marvel movie. Okay. To set up, yeah, he he is a big Marvel character, so 
I mean, it seemed like he's been around, like a Marvel character that's been around for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I kind of just looked into him a little bit, but I was like, I'm not too familiar with Adam Warlock. But I assume, you know, like people who are really into to comic books, I'm sure people would be excited about that. Mm-hmm. For sure. Because so like, he really hasn't me. made much of an appearance in the MCU. No. So. What, what do you remember which one he was in? Uh, I don't. Or it was, wasn't that he was necessarily in it. It was like that they were setting up him being in it. I think it was the post credit scene of Guardians of the Galaxy 2, if I remember correctly. But Oh, so he might be a big part of 3 coming up then. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And I think that might be like the planet he was from with the gold people or whatever. Oh, yeah, because it definitely involved them quite a bit in 2. Yeah. That would kind of make sense. Okay. Yeah, the space side of the MCU blows my mind. Like, there's already so much to keep track of. And then they're like, and then there's these 800 planets. And you're like, oh, Jesus. Well, and like, I know you're, I mean, X-Men alone is enough to like be be enough. Yeah. And then the X-Men also has a space portion because they Mm -hmm. like the Shi'ar are all involved. It's bizarre. There's a lot going on. There's too much going on. They just canceled like a shitload of their comic series. Guardians of the Galaxy was actually one of them. Oh, really? That's yeah. They canceled that uh, Spider-Man and a couple other things. Not like not the Spider-Man, one of the Spider-Man comics that they had going on. Are they? I know like the the comic book, like the the pandemic really hurt the comic book scene. Like it. Are they struggling quite a bit? Uh, that I don't know. I mean, Marvel goes through these phases where they just cancel a bunch of books all at once because mm. they're just like not doing well enough or whatever. And I mean, it also doesn't help that they like always whenever them and DC reboot their universes, they're like, oh, we're only going to have this set number of books. And then they slowly expand to an unwieldy number. And they're like, they're, we can't have 7000 ongoing series because no one's going to read all that. So I don't right. Know. OK, that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy seems like a really bizarre one for them to cancel. So it must have been doing really shitty because uh, yeah. it's just like that's one of the main things in the MCU that people really like. So, but I, I wonder how many people from the MCU have moved over to reading comic books. So. Yeah, yeah, probably not as many as I would assume. But uh, the next one here, Matt, I know you're fucking hype as hell. There was an Animal Crossing Direct today, and I had the lowest of low expectations, and they took those expectations and they shattered them. They're fucking popping off an Animal Crossing. There will be a free update on November 5th. It will be the final free major update, was their exact quote. Uh, so they they were like, this is going to be a 20-minute Direct. And for the first like 12 minutes, they talked all about all these updates. Fucking my boy Brewster... He is uh, he is returning to the museum with his coffee shop. So that's very exciting. You can get coffee with him and drink it and uh, invite all your homies over to drink coffee. Very exciting. Uh, the captain returns and he is the boat captain Frogman, and he will take you to uh, new cool islands that like have different seasons and uh different times of day and all kinds of wild shit. And you can get specific uh, flowers and stuff. There tons of new items. Uh, there is an all new like campground that you can like uh, donate money to, to expand, to get more shops in it. So like people who would normally travel 
and only show up every so often like red savannah and kicks they will set up shops and you can go there and buy stuff every day which i think is really cool um there's so much stuff 12 new kk slider songs uh you can finally fucking put items on the ceiling which is very exciting so you can have like chandeliers and shit uh you can put specific wallpapers on each specific wall there's a lot of decoration improvements you can walk through tight spaces that sounds so stupid but it is like the biggest thing for inside houses and animal crossing because you put objects too fucking close together and they look like you should be able to walk through there and you can't but now you actually can and that's fucking sweet um yeah, I, I don't know. It's just basically adding like a shitload of stuff new. You can get haircuts and new hairstyles and all kinds of buck wild shit. Uh, more bridges and st- inclines that before you could have eight of each. Now you can have 10 of each. Mm-hmm. Uh, it adds it adds a lot for people who like Animal Crossing. Oh, gyroids. I forgot about gyroids. They're like weird little fire hydrant guys that like make dings and dongs and noises and shit they have been in previous animal crossing games and they were supposed to be in this one at launch because the strategy guide i have talks about gyroids in it Mm. and i was just like what the fuck they're not in here what is this tooltip this is bullshit uh so they are in now um so that that's neat it adds a bunch of other stuff to collect uh and so they said like for the first 12 minutes and then it was like winding down and like yeah this is the final major free update and i was like oh that's weird it's like eight minutes shorter and then they were like just kidding motherfuckers paid dlc 25 bucks same day and uh for those who don't know there was an animal crossing 3ds game after new leaf which was called happy home designer where it was basically like just you had all the items unlocked and you could design homes and do interior decorating for people uh, because that's what a lot of people really like to do in Animal Crossing, but that was all it was. Um, this DLC expansion is basically that, but for an entire island resort. So like animals will come and say like, oh, I want th- this in my vacation home. And you can like design it from all the items you have unlocked and things that they ask for specifically. Um, and when you do that, you are then rewarded with this weird currency they could use to buy rare items. Um, it seems kind of cool. Like I, I am interested in trying that out because I never played happy home designer, but in this game, like just the fact that there is this huge free update and then this DLC update that they didn't talk as much about, which probably comes with a bunch of new items outside of this new mode thing. Uh, that's really cool. It is $25 for the DLC expansion, which like. To be honest, I if they kept putting out paid DLC, I would get it. Like if it was just like a Sim stuff pack, right. but like for Animal Crossing items, like I would buy that. IGN put up an article that seemed to suggest that Nintendo said to them that this is the only paid DLC and there will be no more Animal Crossing content after this. But I think maybe they just misinterpreted the last free expansion quote. Uh so, so I, I don't know because no other outlet other than IGN said that. So I have no idea. I, I would expect this game sold like 30 million copies. So uh, I don't see why they wouldn't keep putting out DLC for it. And especially if it's paid DLC, that means they can put more resources towards it and stuff like that. Uh, 
So yeah, I, I don't know. Like I'm not as into the interior decorating portion of it necessarily like for other villagers, but that's cool. And you can like invite amiibos you have to come to the vacation Island. And there's a fucking really awesome looking manatee guy uh, and a tiny, cute little monkey. So I, I don't know. That's neat. And what stealth announced at the end of this blew my mind initially. And I texted you right away about this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they stealth announced the price of the Nintendo online expansion pass. And the only number I saw was $80. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, no way they're charging $80 a year for this fucking expansion pass to play N64 and Sega Genesis games. But what I think is kind of cool and maybe indicative of the future is that they are giving people who upgrade to the expansion pass, which comes out the 25th of this month, October, they, you will also have access to the animal crossing DLC, which is $25 normally. So it, it, that's crazy, but it is $80 for the family version, which you can have up to eight people. So split between eight people, that's $10 per person per year. And like, that isn't that bad when you look at it that way. Right, right. But $50 for an individual? What the fuck? Like, that's crazy. So you look at the individual. Right now, it's $20, I think, for an individual. So that's a $30 increase to play N64 Sega Genesis games and get one DLC, maybe, if you're even interested in Animal Crossing. And for the family, that's a $50 increase. Mm-hmm. Because it goes from 30 to 80 Like, that's nutso crazy town. Um, I will be upgrading because I am not so crazy town, Uh, but like also (laughs) like I I will I will try the N64 game thing, right? Like I will fuck around with Ocarina of Time and they're adding Banjo-Kazooie and Pokemon Snap and things that I would play. But like I am also getting it on the promise that at least several people would save $25 from being on our family plan because like a bunch of people that are on our family plan play Animal Crossing. So like, that's fine. But I am hoping that like in the future, when Nintendo puts out paid DLC, they also add it to that. You know what I mean? Right. Because like in my mind, they, what is offered right now? Like when it comes out, well, the the animal crossing DLC comes out on the fifth. So for like 10 days, there will be no, uh, no, nothing other than the N64 and Sega Genesis games. But like I they have to offer more than that if people are going to continue to pay this every year. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I would assume that is what they are trying to do, but I don't, you know, I don't really know. Uh but like I I don't know. They they I think they're also going to have to add games to the N64 and Sega Genesis thing at a faster clip than they did before where they were adding like one game per month. Uh, not for the Super Nintendo, and then it was just like, whenever we feel like it. Yes. So it was once a month, and then they said, whenever we feel like it after that. But, like, that is what the N64 thing seemed like, too, but it also seemed very odd that they, like, had a list of games that would be there in the future. You know what I mean? Right. Like, the fact that they just showed, like, seven or eight games, and they're like, these will come eventually. It was like, well, why? What? If you already have, like, just do that. Like, why not just have them there? Right. So I am hoping because it is this wild extra increase, they uh, they do a better job with it. Um, and it seems like you have more uh, save state slots for whatever that's worth. I watched the short video on their website where you can like prepay for it or whatever. Um, 
and it still comes with all the same stuff as the original. So like, you'll be able to play Tetris 99. You'll get super Nintendo and Nintendo games. Um, you'll have cloud saves and all that weird bullshit. So I, I don't know. Like I didn't think that Nintendo's online offering was worth it in the first place. But like to me, the promise that maybe because I buy all the DLC anyways for all the Nintendo games, like maybe that will not be the case in the future. Like maybe I won't have to buy it for each game. Right. So, so we will see. Um, and they did make a point to say that, like, if you stop paying for the uh, the expansion pass and you use the stuff in Animal Crossing, you will lose access to the DLC stuff unless you hmm. pay for the twenty five dollars for it. So um yeah for whatever that's worth i mean i get that makes sense but yes it does i mean like it's i just want to know like how that works like it would make sense to lose access to the extra island but like the items involved does tom nook just come and like repossess them from you or some shit like how does that work can you just not play i don't that seems weird uh yeah i i with the animal crossing stuff i have you know i who knows? I, I had no, I didn't really expect much from this. I kind of even forgot that it was happening. So. Oh, I knew it was happening because I was psyched. They they already said Brewster was coming in. And I, that's like, I basically just expected them to be like, yeah, Brewster is here. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> but then they kept going for 20 minutes. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Uh, and oh, I forgot to mention the Animal Crossing community is absolutely buck wild for this chair that looks like a frog called the froggy chair. Okay. Uh, and it was not in this Animal Crossing, and people were very upset. Was in the trailer. Okay. Good, so good. the froggy chair returns. The froggy cult can rejoice. Uh, so that's that, good that they're adding it now because they're never updating it again. So. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. And see, I, so even if they don't, I think like this, like the free update part of it, at least puts it on par with the 3DS version in terms of like features and stuff. So, well, uh, and like, and like, it is constantly connected to online. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean like at least like it'll constantly be shaking up just like I assume automatically with the seasons yes oh also I forgot see there were so many features I forgot there's also cooking now like they're adding mm. like farming and you can cook and oh stuff. good it's really weird I mean I'm in you could already farm the pumpkins so it seemed weird but now you can farm a bunch of other stuff so mm. I don't know it's that's that's neat um, mm. Nintendo yeah, is something I right, I saw my sister on Sunday, mm-hmm. and so she was showing me like she made like a whole Jurassic Park shit, and like it's actually like all Jurassic Park like licensed stuff, which I was shocked that license that like Jurassic Park licensed stuff is in there. But yeah, well, yeah, you can uh, download patterns and put them on stuff. Oh, okay. So it's maybe not like actual license. Yeah, yeah. Like she probably just had or made maybe the Jurassic Park logos and stuff, and then you can put it mm. on items by customizing them. So. Okay. Well, either way, I mean, it was all. No, Jurassic that's that's Park impressive. Stuff. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, that's it for the Nintendo stuff. Um. And then the last one, this kind of bummed me out. Solar Ash, the uh, made by Heart Machine, the people that made uh, Hyper Light Drifter. It was supposed to come out like pretty soon within the next couple of weeks, uh, but it got delayed like a month ish to December second. But I have faith that Heart Machine would do that to you know make sure their game is as good as possible. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit later, but good for them and making that call. You know what I mean? Yeah. Looking at the news, it's kind of a bummer week. Yeah, it is kind of. I mean, not like terrible. I mean, like Animal Crossing news, like a free update. Not complaining about that. Yeah. Uh, but like the like 
Nintendo Online. A little more expensive than it should. That's buck wild. Yeah, I can't believe that. Monster Hunter, like it's impossible to have, you know, cross save. That's no one's ever done it before. <laughs> that, that technology just doesn't exist. Yeah, cross save and cross play. No one's ever done it before. Um, Ridiculous. What's Destiny? The GTA, you could make the argument that it's probably more expensive than it. Oh, oh, 100%. 100%. But I mean, it's also GTA and GTA will sell. So, whatever. yeah. I, I mean, I, it, I, it seems like there's not a lot of like, I guess Adam Warlock is probably like the most positive news if you're just not into Animal Crossing. But even then, like, who's going to realistically play the new Guardians of the Galaxy game? So. I don't know, dude, but that comes out very soon. And people are, I, like the ads are really fucking pushing it. They like must have the largest advertising buzz in the world. Second only to Far Cry 6. I was going to say, um, I'm pretty sure all I've seen is Far Cry commercials. No, so. yeah, I the uh, so Far Cry I get on every Twitch video mm. and every YouTube video, I get guardians of the galaxy, like only on Twitter, okay. like every Twitter ad I see is for that fucking game. And like people are like retweeting it because I think there was another preview event and people are like, you check that shit out. So cool. I love fighting cubes. And you're like, all right, well, I'm glad like fighting cubes. Have you heard of dungeons and dragons? I have bear cubes i know uh yeah so that's that's the news with that we can get into what we have been uh you've been playing you uh played a lot of the products i did but i mean i was thinking about this like um resident evil 5 it was just finishing it up Mm -hmm. syndicate once again like it was just like the final boss Okay, so Resident Evil 5, I have a question, because you texted me. Oh, I won't get into Resident Evil 5. In a fiery rage. Oh, I was pissed. (laughs) So, like, let's get to Syndicate first. Okay. Uh, (laughs) uh, Syndicate, uh, I just had the final boss. Um, It was a competent boss. You know, it took me a couple tries to just kind of figure out what I needed to do. But, you know, it took me maybe like 20, 30 minutes and I was able to get through that boss encounter. And I was okay. like, all right, that's not, that's not awful. I'm, yeah. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to finish up Resident Evil tonight. And that was on a Friday night or yeah. Saturday night. Saturday, Saturday. When did I text you? Uh, that's Saturday a good night. question. I think it was Saturday. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, that was one of the worst experiences of my life. Like at least video game wise, like one of the worst chapters I've ever experienced. Man. I, oh my God. <laughs> god okay so like as i said it's the final chapter of the game right so i'm Mm -hmm. like all right like realistically an hour yeah Uh, an hour so i get into you know fighting i'm like all right i'm gonna have to fight wesker yep and you know i I knew it was just gonna be dumb but like i I was like i'll get through this so like i don't know if you remember this this battle but it starts out in the airfield or air the the airport area yes And that was an hour of just like you have to make it dark so then he can't see you and you have to shoot him a couple times and run away. And and that took an hour. And I was like, I beat the game. It's over. No. Well, that that is obviously not the ending because he wasn't a giant freak monster. Sure. That's my fault. But I was like, it took me an hour to, to get to this point. So I have a question because I yes. remember that part. Do you think that you maybe just d- accidentally didn't get close enough to activate the quick time event? A what quick time event? 
do you use it? I'm pretty sure you use a quick time event to kill him in that first part. No. Okay. Cause I also, I'm pretty sure that you do. You like he, go he, up he, behind it, him and like do a massive amount of damage. I think. Well then I didn't do that. Okay. Cause I'm pretty sure that's what you are supposed to do. Cause he would eventually like run away and then he would like start lobbing like bombs at you or whatever. And then like, I was just like, you'd shoot the bombs and blow up. And then he would like fall down and then you'd shoot him a bunch. Yeah, I remember like a sequence happening if you would like get behind him like really close. Well, you see, that's very difficult to do single player. Okay. Because the controls are shit. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and like it would be fine if you had two people because like obviously one person comes from the front and the other person can come from the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, more difficult to do when it's one person. Yes. Uh, so like it's important to note like it cost me everything to get to this point Manny like I didn't have any ammo left so then we're in this like volcano mm-hmm. volcano uh, yes um, and then there's there's a moment where like Sheva like she's running away from Wesker and she yeah. like jumps and then she's like climbing yeah, the, up and she's, like, the, the one of the most famous Resident Evil moments of all time mm-hmm. the boulder punch mm-hmm <laughs> well, no, before before that, you have to uh, shoot him a couple times. You do, and yes. Like, and I'm like, I can't. I literally can't. I have no ammo, and the game never gave me any ammo. <laughs> so that I just failed that. Yeah. So then he goes back to the main menu, and then I was able to put, give myself some ammo. And and I pretty much just like wiped myself out at this point. Yeah. Uh, so I just kind of moved over as much ammo as I could, gave her some. I was able to kind of get through that part, punch the boulder, sure. Uh, and then there's like, and then it's just kind of like that tiny island you're on. Yes. And I just, it, he has like a little glowing spot on his, his chest and yep, then his one on his back. Yes. Trust me, Manny, this sucks. This absolutely sucks when you're single player because like, just like you have to like shuffle very slowly, stop. You can't aim and sh- like move at the same time. So you have to then stop and it's a pain in the ass with getting behind him. So like you do all of that, you you have to stop aim. And then by the time you do that, he's already turned and you're like, Oh, okay. So, Oh my fucking God. <laughs> so like, I just 45 fucking minutes of doing this. And then I'm out of ammo again. I have nothing. So I'm like, I guess I just have to stab him with my, uh, my knife. Oh, hell yeah. So I run up, start stabbing him, and then Sheva's like, I'm coming up too. And then he did like the 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 tornado attack or whatever. <laughs> Kills her, game over. And then I text you and I was like, this is the worst. This is the fucking worst. This is the absolute fucking worst. <laughs> uh, so then I, I literally just went to bed. <laughs> and woke up in the morning and I was like, I can't let this game beat me, man. I can't. I can't. And I was going. I was. I was going away to the uh, like you know to Dorney Park. Yeah. So I was like, I have. I I have a half hour before we're leaving for Dorney Park. I'm gonna try to do this. So I sold everything. I sold all my upgraded weapons and stuff, and just bought like fifth. I think it was 48 bullets of like the most like high end explosives I could. Yeah. Like the best ones. Uh huh. And it was 25 minutes of me just dumping the best ammo in the game into him. And he finally died. Hell yeah. And and I want to note, I was playing this game on easy. (laughs) It that's just terrible. I'm sorry. That is, this is why I hate boss battles because like game developers don't know how to do a good boss battle. 
Like, just, like, taking an enemy and then just giving him a billion health, that's not fun. Like, there was nothing fun or enjoyable about that entire experience. So, my experience that I recall from this boss mm-hmm. battle was, we mm-hmm. I played a co-op, we beat right. Wesker in the airfield, and my friend Rob was like, oh, yeah, we have rocket ammo, so normally Resident Evil bosses, you just, like, shoot them with a rocket once or twice, and they're, like, dead. And so, mm-hmm. there is the part at the beginning where he's invincible in the volcano yes. part. He just mm-hmm. dumped all the rocket ammo at him oh, while he was invincible. Oh. And yeah, I was yeah. just like, you uh-huh. stupid fucker. Because then I saw <laughs> when the weak points appeared and I was like, Rob, no. And then we had uh-huh. to do the fight the classic way. And I was like, this could have been over already. You stupid clown. Like we fucking had this. Why would you uh-huh. shoot uh-huh. it right away and not wait mm-hmm. to see what is happening? But yeah, uh-huh. he dumped the rocket ammo. And I was just like, you Ah, I will never forget that. And it, obviously, it wasn't his fault. It was just like the boss was invincible, and I was just like, oh, "Of course, this would happen to us." Well, in, of course, this would happen. If you're gonna do that, like, have a health bar. Like, make it clear because, like, I did the same thing. I wasted a lot of ammo, and then the game checkpointed, and I could never get that ammo back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like, it's just like I didn't know. And then, of course, I gave Sheva, and she just dumped it when he like when he did. It was invincible too, so like, and that's part of the problem. I was just following what the AI was doing. Oh, the AI they, is so bad. In you that would think game, they yeah. would program the AI to not dump and waste ammo on. Yeah, so like, I I did not ever experience that because I only played it co op. The right, right. I I remember everything at the time being like mm-hmm. Sheva's AI is like absolutely brain dead. Like it it's terrible. I had every intention of like replaying it. I yeah. will never. I can't. I can't go through that <laughs> boss battle again. So I was like, you know what? I am selling this this uh, this machine gun that I basically fully upgraded. Yeah. And I'm just gonna buy the rocket ammo. And it 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 took. It was too long. Like that's just not fun. That that at the end of the day, like it, just try to make a fun boss battle or something. Like there's nothing fun about that. <laughs> God, that that sucked. That just sucked. <laughs> you texted me that. And I was like, "Oh man, he's raging right now." <laughs> oh, I was so upset. <laughs> that's so, it, oh man, that's awful. I was so upset. I couldn't even fall asleep, and then I was going to the amusement park the next day. <laughs> but I beat it before going to the amusement park, so I, I felt a, a got, little vindicated. You got the mm-hmm. great ending. Sure, I, I got an ending. I don't yeah. know. No, I, I, I just remember the ending not being yes. particularly special. So I, uh, no. mm-hmm. but I, I got that achievement thing. I beat it. So nice. Yeah. So yikes that, that sucked. So anyway, um, from then I moved on to playing a little Thomas Leo Clancy juniors. Uh, Why? What the fuck? T- <laughs> what? That's that's his actual name. I just looked up his actual name. Oh, I thought I, I, so. Wait, isn't uh, isn't regular Tom Clancy? It, it's just Dad. Ed? It no, it's it's Tom Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Conviction. No, I know, but isn't Tom Clancy Senior dead? I don't know. I think so. I think Tom Clancy Junior is new Tom Clancy. I think I think he took over for his dad or something. Oh, maybe. Uh, n- no, that Tom Clancy Junior. Born 1947. Oh, died okay. okay. That's what I thought. I thought I'd pick the right one. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't I was know just being stupid because, like, the name's oh, so yeah. stupid. It so then so I was just like, I'm just going to make it even dumber. Uh, which uh, one Which one is Conviction? This is the one where his, like, his daughter's been taken. I think it might be the last one. 
is this the one where it was like more gritty and yes he's like basically sounds like a slurred drunk the whole time yes okay cool i'm enjoying it though no yeah i remember people liking it i so i think it was the one i think no 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 the one after this was the last one i think so this this was blacklist was the last yes yes. this was the one i watched my brother play this game looked really cool yeah it's like i'm like oh man i kind of wish ubisoft would make more of these this like very linear like third person shooter campaign yeah uh, and like it, the stealth is like it's it's aged well. The shooting's pretty solid. I love the like you can tag enemies. Yes, that's like the coolest part. Yes, yes, you tag the enemies and then you like stealth kill one, and then you can hit the like what would be triangle on PlayStation or Y on Xbox, and then you just take out like one to four enemies that you've like tagged. It's that it's like oh yeah, I'm a badass. <laughs> Uh, so no, this game is like really cool. I'm glad I glad I picked it up and I'm trying it. It's my first Splinter Cell game. Oh. I'm guessing it's probably one of the best that is aged. Uh, yeah, and it's definitely one of the more like actiony ones. Like the mm-hmm. the the ones before this were all like way way more stealth, more stealth. shit. But yes. the, I I remember like people being like, oh, I really liked Conviction, and then going to Blacklist and being like, this is okay, but like I don't mm-hmm. like it as much. I all I remember was like, do you have like a base, and it's like technically supposed to be Sam Fisher's like last mission or something, and you have like a weird like aircraft carrier base that you go back to after each mission or something uh no that's not conviction no that that's blacklist i'm saying okay i was gonna say conviction is just like it is very it almost reminds me of like a little bit more stealthy like uncharted with the way it's made so Mm -hmm. uh yeah it, it i'm definitely enjoying myself with it i'm only like three four hours in uh but it it is a very solid game and i i i I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. I assume some stupid bullshit with the daughter is going to happen and people are going to turn on him, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> um, I also uh, decided that I would uh, pick up infamous again. Okay. Cause I wanted to, I've been wanting to play the, like the evil side. Oh yes. Uh, so I kind of play, I'm just being an evil, evil guy this time. Uh, and it, it's, I don't know, like even in a video game, it's hard being evil and just picking those evil choices. And you're like, oh, this doesn't. But like at the same time, like the upgrades are a lot cooler and more. Oh, cool. yeah. In Infamous 1, especially like the because the way they did it, even in Infamous 2, like the good guy powers are like more like precise and like for sniping and stuff. Yes. Whereas the bad guy powers are all just like, this is a huge explosion, motherfucker. Like it's all mm-hmm. blowing up. Everything's blowing up. So, yeah, I I think the evil powers are more fun in those games. And, and some of it is just kind of like, OK, yeah, like, should I just keep all the food for myself or should I let other people <laughs> have some? You're yeah. Like, yeah. But but a couple of them, you're like, oh, it's kind of fucked up, I guess. But mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, it, it the one disconnect here is like in either scenario, you're still like saving the world. Yeah. So like you're still technically good. I don't know. Like it's it's just kind of weird. <laughs> but whatever. I, I I wanted to just kind of see it from the other side because it does seem like a game with just like all the different abilities and like the just like it, it seems worth replaying again. And it, it's not like Infamous is a super long game. It's maybe no, 15, yeah. 15 hours. So I also am trying to do it on like the harder difficulties. So 
which I figured, you know, harder difficulty with the um, with the evil powers will probably be an easier time. Yeah, that's how I did it for mm-hmm. sure. So. Because then I don't have to worry about like I can just shoot whoever and just throw lob grenades constantly. And yes. if people die, oh, well, I don't care. So. Mm hmm. Uh, and then in uh, that one also, I'm only like three, five, four hours in. I'm still in the uh, the first island. So okay. Um, and then lastly, I've been playing more Far Cry Six. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot to add. I mean, it's it it just continues to be Far Cry. Um, I did just unlock the second Amigo this morning. Excuse me. Amigos are like <laughs> you know how you know how like Far Cry's always had like. Um, like AI companions. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was just like, what? Is that something I should know? But yeah, if it's, it's just an AI companion. But they call them amigos. Okay. Uh, the, the first one is a is a, an alligator. Oh, cool. Called Guapo. Nice. I, they actually do a good job introducing him. Like you're just talking to a random guy. Well, not random, but he's like part of the, the, the story. And he's like, hey, can you whistle? So your character whistles. And then like the crocodile just comes out and like jumps out of nowhere and just like basically eats a guy to death and you're just like that is all right that's my first ai companion and then have you looked into this game at all manny uh no other than what Giancarlo esposito has told me on twitch okay okay so this has arguably the best dog ai companion in all of far cry <laughs> okay it is maybe a five pound dog okay and he's got like the little back wheels <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. You need to you need to look this up. Like, what's, uh, it, what's its name? Ah, uh, Chew. Oh God, what is it? Far Cry. Holy shit! What? He's so little. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. You you were able to just yes. Oh, <laughs> and he's adorable. He's so little. Oh uh, yeah, and he's adorable. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> And he's like your AI companion, and I just unlocked him. So Holy I shit! Him. I just saw what the other ones look like. I won't spoil mm-hmm. them for you, but you get some baller companions in this. But I, I, I don't know how I'm not going to use this little dog. The entire uh, time. one of them I would use maybe oh. just to see what it's like. <laughs> well, I'm going to use them all a little bit. Yeah. But like, come on, that little sausage dog. I know, he's, like it attacks uh, people. It'll be hilarious. He's so cute, and his eyes are big. I love uh, him. Uh, yeah. So as I said. <laughs> Arguably the best uh, AI companion in all of Far Cry. So. That's hilarious. <laughs> yes, yes. So they're not taking the game too seriously. Like, of course, definitely not. <laughs> uh, so um, in that one, I'm only like eight, nine hours into. And okay. like spoilers, It other than that, it's just Far Cry. I don't really have anything else to really add. Either I feel like... More Far Cry, either you're in or you're out at that point. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Manny, do you want to have a game where you're running around with a little dog? Uh, yes, which I, I know one that I'm mm. going to play today, probably. So, um, yes, that's uh, and that's really all I've been playing. Like, I really was thinking about this. I'm like, Resident Evil was 10 hours. Syndicate was like six hours. Like, Infamous is 15. I assume Splinter Cell is probably going to be around 10 to 12 hours. Yeah. Uh, Far Cry will be about thirty, but I, I play I play a lot of games, but I play a lot of shorter games. Yes, where you you're more likely to play a longer games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, 
I guess it's time for you to kind of talk about what you've been playing. So yeah, I played shorter games this time. Uh, I didn't write it on here, but I beat uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed. Um, And by beat, I mean, I beat all the bosses, uh, which there's five of them. And so I did most of the events on the map. And I think I only have like five or six time trials left. And I'll probably go back and play it every so often to try to get like the the harder goals, the unleashed goals. It's kind of weird because like for the races, you could put it on easy mode if you really wanted to win. But the difficulty obviously doesn't change a time trial. So, like, right. you either just have to fucking be good and have a really good car or you can't do it. Um, so, yeah, I don't know how far I'll get because some of the time trials are fucking brutal. Uh, one of them is literally called, like, Make No Mistake. And if you, like, fuck up at all, you're not going to make the time. But um, oh, fun. It, overall, the game is really fun. Like, it has a bunch of fun, weird, goofy cars and it's kind of, you know, upgrading them is fun and things like that. I still have about like 50 cars left to unlock. And like now I'm at the point where I had unlocked most of the blind boxes you get from the single player. So like now you have to play like a lot of races online or whatever to even unlock one. It Mm. seems like their like season pass thing is going to start soon, uh, which will have like unlockable customizations and things as well. And a little bit more of incentive to get uh, like gears which is how you up the currency used to upgrade the cars and uh coins which is how you unlock the blind boxes uh so who knows maybe i'll get into that and try to fuck some people up in multiplayer racing but that game is fucking unforgiving dude like if you crash and like get fucked up like there's no rubber banding like you're just fucked yeah, and like that, but you said like at least the races are short enough that it's yeah, not like at least the races are short enough and you can restart. But like near the end, they do get pretty long. Like when mm-hmm. a lap is fucking like three minutes, you're like, holy shit, my guy! Like, oh, I'm never gonna catch up. Uh, so like sometimes in the beginning, it's like worth it just to finish the race, even if you're gonna lose because you get coins. But like when it's like three minutes per lap, three laps, I'm like, I'm just gonna quit because uh right that's not gonna work but i i had fun with it i think it's cool um i will probably continue to play it on and off that was neat um and then after i beat that i decided to put in warrior where get it together because i was like i have a stack of games and i just want to beat some of them uh so i will do this because the rest of the story mode has to be like 40 minutes and it was and i beat it and i have all of the characters now i even did the weird like kind of like 20 minute post game scenario to get the rest of the characters and i don't know man it's a warrior game it's pretty fun i i see what they were trying to go with by having the characters actually like themselves you control them and interact with the mini game and making each one unique kind of like i don't know it's fun but some of the characters just really suck Like, they're just so bad. Um, And I saw a tweet today that apparently in the game, you can actually rank them based on how useful they are across all mini games. And the character I thought was the worst character in the game was by far ranked the worst by the game. Uh, And some of them are just like, oh, this one works well in every game. And it's like, well, what the fuck? Why wouldn't I choose that one then? Right. I don't know. Like, some of them are just freely controllable and can shoot in any direction. It's like, well, why wouldn't I fucking choose that? There's no, like, penalty for using the other ones. Um so yeah that stuff is that that game was pretty fun but like most warrior games it's like is 
it this one specifically doesn't add a lot of replayability like there's not a lot of like unlockables and they don't have the high score challenges for medals like previous ones used to have so it feels kind of bare bones in the like replayability department um i don't know i still had fun with it though and like i can unlock some multiplayer modes that i can dick around with and things like that so that's cool. But the thing I played the most of and I beat last night in seven hours and 40 minutes was Metroid Dread. And boy, okay. is that a good video game. <laughs> I like Metroid Dread a lot as someone who really doesn't like Metroid. And it is fucking brutally difficult uh, in a way that I was not expecting. But they like kind of like led you to believe that with it being called Dread and being like, it's so punishing and stuff. Sure, uh, sure. It is not fucking around. Like, it is very serious. You die so quick. Do you think it's one of the harder Nintendo games you've ever played? Oh, for sure, yeah. Like, I, it's, it's actually, like, difficult to a point where I'm, like, surprised that Nintendo was okay with it. Okay. Because I, I, think, I think some people will get, like, really frustrated with it. Because, like, Tropical Freeze was much harder. Uh, I guess, you know, I guess if I compare it directly to Tropical Freeze, I don't really know. Because Tropical Freeze gets fucked up near the end. It does. Yes. So, like, that's what, like, like, I feel like for me, like, difficult Nintendo games, that's what I think of. If you don't, like, count their, like, really early stuff, that was just, like. Yeah, I guess I would put it, like, up there with that. I would have to think about that more because I've never even beaten Tropical Freeze. So, like, I can't. Oh, you weren't able to beat it? I, I just didn't play all the way through. Okay. Uh, but I don't know. Dread is really interesting because like I have never really connected a whole lot with a Metroid game. And so like that kind of carried through here because like in a lot of Metroidvania is like after it's over, I want to go back and explore and get all the collectibles and items and stuff. And people like will think I'm a criminal because I finished it in like seven hours and 40 minutes, which is like two, three hours less than most people did. And I only had like 30% of all the items or something. Oh, wow. So you just kind of like, is I there a did. No, so well, I know I was just playing it the way I would play it. And oh. so it's like the only collectibles are like, you get all the power ups through the course of like, just going through the game. All the collectibles are just like health or miss more missiles. Okay. So, sure. so it like wasn't like it's like, oh, this is going to like a new ability that's going to like change my world or whatever. It's just one of those things where it's like, I can beat this with this health and this amount of missiles. Like, I don't sure. need to do that. And like, in a way, it's kind of actually a pain in the ass to go back super far. I guess now that I'm at the end, I can go everywhere. It wouldn't be that big a deal, but there's, there's no fast travel or anything. So, like, Metroid has never had that though. So it's not like sure. it's something that's missing. So like that to me is like, it's not ah. as easy to get somewhere and it's like kind of a pain in the ass. I don't know. Like it's become like a genre standard though. It, I, and, I've, yeah. it, and, and like, I mean like even if it wasn't initially, like you can crib and take from other, from that, like you can take from other games. Like, like Metroid doesn't have to live in its own no, it doesn't. It doesn't have to, but people want it to be like Metroid, and that's what they. That's I, what they got. Not having a fast travel system does not. I don't know. No, I mean people. I, it has it has elevators that take you from one zone to the other, and people are upset about that. So, like I, you know, uh, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, it's like it's really hard to describe because I, I think it's cool because this team, uh, Mercury Steam they had like made the two Castlevania Lords of shadow games. 
Mm-hmm. And then they made well, the first one did really well. So Konami was like, make another one. And then they were like rushed and forced to do a bunch of shit they didn't want to do. And it ended up sucking the second one. And then they made like a 3DS one or something that people weren't super stoked on. Uh, but I guess Nintendo contracted them for this. And it's cool because it feels like a Metroid game. Like it doesn't it feels like an internal Nintendo studio made this game. You know what I mean? Like it just right. it has that level of polish and stuff. Uh yeah, I don't even know how to well, how to like talk about this. It just it's it's a Metroid game. Like if you know what that is, you are Samus Aaron. You go to a weird planet. You magically lose all of your abilities, which in this like, in my opinion, is not explained very well. Like it's described as you getting physical amnesia, whatever the fuck that means. Like you just like go down to the planet, you like get fucked up, and you wake up and have none of your powers anymore from the last game and i was like "Eh." (laughs) and then like you go and talk to your like robot companion guy and he's like oh it's almost like you have physical amnesia i don't know what happened and you're like what the fuck does that even mean adam you stupid robot i don't know what that means uh so you just like lose all your powers again as you do in every fucking metroid game and you go back and you get through them slowly the thing that mainly sets this apart which is what they had talked about in directs and stuff are the emmy zones the emmis which are these like basically indestructible research robots that are set to patrol certain areas and they were like hacked by something so they are trying to kill samus and it's basically like you enter their zones and you have to like try to sneak around or if you get caught by them run away and you don't want to get caught because it is like almost a guaranteed instant death uh every time like they give you two brief windows to parry but they are completely random and meant to be like so that you die like they want you to hide from them uh mm-hmm. and when you get killed by them it's never like super punishing or anything like it just respawns you outside before you entered the emmy zone and usually it's like you're running through part of the emmy zone out into a regular zone and back in so it's never like you're not losing a whole bunch of progress. It just can get kind of frustrating if you like don't know what you're supposed to do to get around them. Usually there's like a setup. And in each Emmy zone, you will find like their control core. And once you blow that up, Samus will like absorb this weird energy and get it, her uh, arm cannon will turn into an Omega cannon. And you basically like get to a point where you're kind of far away from the Emmy while it's crawling towards you. And you just like unload this fucking like machine gun stream of bullets until it's like faceplate gets so hot. It blows up. And then you charge her ridiculous Omega cannon and it just like blows their fucking head off basically. And then you uh, take their dead body and absorb whatever magic power they have for you. Uh, which is how you get a lot of the abilities. Um, but this one is weird because at the end of the game, Samus is like on a different level of power than what she was previously. So like if they make another Metroid game, even though they said this is like the last of the Metroid like saga of Metroid at the end of that game, you are broken, like literally okay. broke. Like she there is a story thing that happens that is like, oh, excuse me. This is ridiculous. Do you mean broken like she's a broken human being? No, no, like, like she just like... is so overpowered that it is okay, r- ridiculous. Because right. like uh, the other type of broken would be very difficult to come, you know, like, come back from that. as well. But no, yes, it's yes. just it's just like uh, he, she would forget this power in the next game. But like you'd mm-hmm. have it also is almost not possible the way the story right, played right. out. So it just I, I was like blown away. I was like, wow, I am too powerful <laughs> at this moment. Uh 
So yeah, like I, I don't know, it's cool. And the the bosses are really difficult. It brings back one of the main mechanics from the previous game, Samus Returns, which Mercury's team also did the remake of. Uh and it's the parry. And like they really want you to parry. So like you can just like shoot bosses and shoot enemies, but if you parry, they take way more damage or kill way faster. Uh, I think you could realistically, maybe there are a couple enemies where like you shoot them enough and then it requires you to hit two parries, but like they telegraph it really well um, in order to like kill them. But the final boss, you literally couldn't do without parrying uh, at all. Like you would have to. Um, And I, I actually, this is one of my more like, I really like this boss. I think it's like, it actually kind of reminds me of how I felt about the mid boss in Sekiro, where it was just like, oh, this is like a really good culmination of skills like i got through this game doing all this stuff and now i really really have to put that to the test so like i died a bunch of times but like i felt justified like there was one time literally i got to the part where you have to parry the final boss twice at the end and i missed the second parry and died and i was just like oh i was so close and it's my (laughs) fault and i was oh and i like couldn't get back to that point for like five times because i was so fucking flustered by my own idiocy i just was not ready um right but yeah I, I i don't know like i really like it and to me this is probably my favorite metroid game um but i'm like not gonna go back 100 percent it like most people did uh the argument going around is that like this is not worth 60 dollars. i don't think that's the case like i i think it has a lot of polish i like it i think the only like stance against that is that a lot of indie metroidvanias are not 60 dollars. obviously all of them are not. So like there have been a lot of other entries in this genre since Nintendo was putting out games on the GBA. So it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I think people just have the expectation that games like this should not be $60. Which I mean, like there's a Nintendo tax. There is. And this game has a lot of production value that a lot of those other games don't necessarily have or like the the budget. So I mean, like, I told you every time I or not every time, but a lot of times I walked into a room like I would have to wait until the backgrounds loaded in or the foregrounds loaded in and fist. Yeah. And I mean, like I to be clear, I don't think that this game looks particularly amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's because it's running on the switch, but they did the best with what they had. Like, I, I think it right, looks right. pretty good for that. And like the there are a lot more cutscenes in this than there would have been in previous Metroid games. Uh, there is some speaking which I think is kind of interesting. Samus never speaks in English. She speaks in the Chozo language. So it's like not real voice acting for her. Your weird robot companion, Adam speaks in English though. So there's some English voice acting, but uh, yeah, the plot is nothing to like write home about. I really thought it was cool from like a Metroid lore perspective, like what ended up happening at the end, especially the last like 15 minutes of that game were buck ass wild uh, from the final boss to the end. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think it's a cool game and I am bummed because did you see you don't go on Twitter as often anymore, but MS, no, no. MSN.com literally posted an article that is still up today. So it's been up for five or six days now that just straight up links a switch emulator and the fucking ROM to the game. I saw that and you were like, this is wild that it's still up. It is still up. Like, wh- what? What? How is that possible? Nintendo shuts down ROM websites. And like, I thought it was going to be like, you click the ROM thing and like, it doesn't go anywhere. No, it takes you to like an actual, like prominent ROM site. And it's like, how is that possible? Like it just leads the download is 4.2 gigs. And it just like takes you to that download page. I did see also a tweet 
by someone who said that Psychonauts 2 was better than Ratchet and Clank. I did, yes. I do. I believe that firmly. But that's, you know, I'm not saying. And I couldn't, I couldn't argue it because I haven't played one of them. <laughs> no, I think you will like I think you will like Ratchet and Clank very much. And uh, But I did like Psychonauts, too. Exactly. So I was like, I, I cannot fight this. Because no, I also. That's the equation. And see, I like Ratchet and Clank, so I can't even mm-hmm. just be like, suck. Like, it was, it was, <laughs> it was good. Uh, I just, people, I saw some people like making predictions about the game awards and anyone that had psychonauts on it, people would be like, get that trash off there. And I was like, man, fuck you. Uh, but, but anyways, I, yeah, I don't know. Like I liked Metroid and it kind of sucks because I think one of the reasons why it's not brought back as often is because it's not popular in Japan. Like Metroid does not sell very well in Japan and it has never sold like exceedingly well here. I think this will be the number one selling Metroid game of all time, but that's like not a lot. And so I learned something last week that blew my fucking mind open. This game, I think, is going to sell like I probably roughly a million copies right now. And I would guess lifetime, it would probably sell somewhere between three and four million total. Do you know how many copies Luigi's Mansion 3 has sold? A lot. Over 10 million. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is like insanity well they were nintendo was like hey you guys are which i mean like you want to talk about like nintendo polish and not technically from a nintendo studio at that time like, oh that yeah had the nintendo polish. that did I mean, but like when i heard that that game sold 10 million mm-hmm. copies i was like good for luigi's mansion what the fuck which i think it had a couple things going for it like there it was a quiet year for nintendo that is true that came out on halloween so people were very excited about that. But then also that's right around holiday season. So that could still be a holiday game. Uh, and then also, I mean, like it was a good game as well. It was, but so like, like that was 10 million it, yeah. is so many copies. Like yes, I think yeah. about that, like the persona franchise total hasn't sold 10 million copies. I don't think mm-hmm. Luigi's mansion three alone beats like most entire franchises. Like that's, buck ass wild yeah. no wonder they fucking bought them yeah like god damn that's crazy and good for good for them like i like that yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. i like that game a lot i think they did a lot with it but it just was one of those things where people are like yeah metroid already runs super well on an emulator like i don't feel like it's worth 60 dollars. so like i feel like it's gonna go back into the shadow realm again until well, the, Met- the- i mean metroid prime 4 is in development so like at least we'll get that someday but like i just you know the frustrating thing is when it comes to Nintendo is like, it's not even a case of like, I don't think $60 is worth it. I'll wait till it goes down to 30 because that yeah, and you, you can't. Yeah. That's the one thing that sucks. So it's either like I'll spend 60 now or I probably won't ever buy it. Yeah. So, so like I, I did really like this game. I think it's very cool. Like I'm not the biggest Metroid fan and I don't know that this does anything like super crazy, like unique and different. It just, it was a good Metroidvania and I liked it. Sure. Um, so, yeah, that's what I got. I yeah, at the beginning, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. And then the further I got in, I was like, OK, I see why people are like really, really into this. Uh, it's, I mean, it seems like it did critically super well. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who were excited for this were not disappointed by it, it seems. So good for good for them. Good for Metroid. Yeah, I I'm mean, always happy when a good game comes out. So. There is the whole weird bullshit going around now where like they cut a lot of people out of the credits because they like didn't work on it for a certain amount of time or like some mm, weird bullshit. That's kind so, of shitty. Oh, it is for sure. So uh, we'll see how that like, pans out. Yeah. I mean, like most people don't even read the credits anyways, and the credits are for the people who worked on it. I think a lot of cases. Yeah. 
I mean, like you, a lot of I always like. Yeah, I know. It's but it's just one of those things where I think like even if you spent like six months on it, like it'd be nice to see your name on it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but that's what the a bunch of people were tweeting. Like the policies at Mercury Steam for this are like absolutely bullshit. Uh, and that's fair. Like, I, then I saw some people talking about things they had worked on for other games that they didn't get credited for. Someone made the cover art for a game's box and didn't get credited in the credits. <laughs> like that shit's wild. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, so yeah, hopefully they get that figured out. Hopefully they do credit those people. You know what? Like, retroactively, hmm. Ubisoft doesn't have that policy because they're like, oh, this this person's neighbor looked at the game once we'll stick them in the credits. yeah their credits are like fucking like <laughs> seven hours long so so who knows yeah so, uh yeah, yeah so that's that's what uh that's what we have been playing yes that's what we've been playing so uh now we'll move on to our part three uh so i kind of i've been i was kind of going back and forth on a couple different things mm-hmm. um either doing maybe like a as like a halloween style top 10 but i was like a lot of people a lot of websites are going to be doing that and then i was like we could do zombies but like once again like we're not even big zombie people no so so then i and i know i discussed this with you yes uh uh doing an a hockey uh because the nhl season just started Mm. on tuesday i just watched the first islanders game last night nice so i thought like you know what I bet a lot of places aren't doing a hockey top 10 or like doing a hockey list. So I figured, you know, let, let's do that. I know you don't have a lot of history with uh, hockey video games, mm-hmm. but it's okay because I do. Yes, I have exactly. A lot of, a lot of uh, history with uh, hockey uh, video games. So I kind of went through and I just kind of made a list of the notable ones that I could think of. So I, I have it in our uh in our spreadsheet. Okay. Uh, so while you're opening it up, I will just kind of go through. And then if you want to add any more, you can add. Um, I, I added, uh, I started at NHL 99. Uh, that was the very first of the EA NHL games that I owned. Okay. And I owned every single one from 99 to 2018. Okay. Uh, after that, they've, I just, no, I can't, I can't justify spending the money on them anymore. Uh, but I put in NHL 99, NHL 2000, NHL 2003, NHL 2004, and then I skip to two NHL 09, 10, 11, 12, and 13. And then their counterpart, uh, and NHL, uh, NHL 13 is the last of the EA NHL games. Like, I don't think any have been even worth mentioning, uh, discussing <laughs> after that, so... Uh, just cause like any, I, I can get into why, uh, but like, I'll, I'll just kind of get through the list first. Um, and then I did NHL 2k6. I, by all accounts, uh, 2k5, it was called like EA NHL 2k5. I don't think I ever owned that one. Hmm. Uh, but I did have, uh, NHL 2k6 that had, uh, Marty Turco. I remember that one. Uh, and then NHL 2k10. Uh, and then I had a game on the N64 called Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey. Okay. It that was um that was a a midway game. Yes, that would make sense. Uh, and I believe it was an arcade game. Mm. Uh, but then I added a couple for you because I know you were like the NHL. You had NHL hits. Oh. I never played any of the oh. NHL. Oh hits. my god! 
Uh, so uh, I did all three NHL hits, yeah. uh, 2002, 2003, and Hits Pro. Do you remember which oh, one you had of those? 2002 is fucking... I have played more hours of NHL Hits 2002 than I can count. The other two, you never really touched much? Uh, I had played some 2003, but I did not play Pro ever. Okay, so we'll just do 2002 then. Yeah. And then there's NHL 3 on 3 Arcade, which was just this little like side game that yes. came with, I think it was 10, yeah, NHL 10. Yes, I think. Uh, one of them. Uh, and then I also added Super Blood Hockey because that was uh, that was when we played for Extra Life and we had some fun. It with. was. Okay, so last week we talked about if I had any hockey games and I found mm. the name of the game I played. It's not good, so we don't have to add it. But it, okay. it was called Wayne Gretzky and the NHLPA All-Stars on SNES. Okay. okay. I, I remember as a kid having a hockey one on SNES. Yeah. But I don't remember which one. Uh, I do know, I think it's... NHL 93, 94, one of them had blood. Oh, interesting. So what I liked about this Wayne Gretzky game was on the character select screen, you would just be the player and you would Mm. skate across the flags or the logos and you would just like turn into that team. I was a big fan of that. And it would Mm. like say them the name of the team in the stupid pixelated voice. Mm. I was a huge fan of that as a child. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, I don't I don't remember which SNES one I had. Uh, you had to look it up to see which one. Honestly, like looking back, they all look very similar. Yeah, I mean, I just remember the box art, yeah. and, and like it, the other the second part is so small, but Wayne Gretzky is huge. So right. Well, yeah, the other the and really the only reason why I remember the one has blood isn't even because of when I played it. It was because of the movie Swingers. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. Uh, I have seen parts of it. Uh, there's a part where they're playing hockey and Vince Vaughn is like a huge hockey fan. Ah, uh, so he's playing as like Chicago and he like hits like Wayne Gretzky and makes Wayne Gretzky bleed. And he's like very excited about that. So I just remember that part from swingers. So yes. Uh, but like, these are like the 15 games that I thought were notable enough to really kind of mention. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's really sad about the EA NHL series because like at a, I feel like at a time like it was like the best of the EA sports games. Oh, uh, like, yeah, I mean, probably. I mean, I only uh, really like hockey as a sport, so sure, I guess sure. I can't. Oh, well, like Madden definitely stagnated for the longest time. Oh, for time. sure. Yeah, it still is. I, I FIFA probably has always been like, you know towards the top but mm-hmm. like it like the nhl series always had that competition yes and like you could see like nhl and 2k they were duking it out and they were pushing each other but then like nhl 2k 10 was the last of the 2k games at least like 2k 11 came out but that was a Wii only exclusive mm. so it's not really when you really start thinking about it like they were still kind of like pushing for upgrades and stuff and then around 13 they were like well we don't have any competition so like pretty much after NHL 13, that's when the entire franchise just started to stagnate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then like I remember NHL 14 was not much different than than 13, and then NHL 15 was the one that was just like the true abomination <laughs> that came out. Like that was like, um, and I'm not even kidding you. Like the the review scores, it's like the worst reviewed uh, NHL game of all time. Oh shit! Uh, because that was like the first of like the new generation. And they just cut out basically every single feature. Huh. Uh, and then things kind of start have been getting better as the the they've the, you know the generation went along. But like 
I just don't like the way they play anymore. So yeah, yeah. I don't really want to include any of the newer stuff. And so these are these are the the fifteen that I feel uh, the most uh, passionate about. So I assume you're looking at this list, being like, I don't even know any differences. So. Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, I played NHL. 98 99 and 2000 but i don't remember anything about them i see 99 i never played 98 but i assume it was very similar yeah i I had the pc version so i don't know what the difference was sure uh 99 i think the that was my first one and i just remember that one what blew me away the most this gun's so stupid (laughs) now but like that intro video is so good when you first fire up the game i still go back and just watch that intro video that's like uh but i think i owned 99 like after i owned 2000 oh that's so funny if you on the wikipedia page for nhl 99 it says 99 to 2000 had very few improvements to me but like but i think nhl 2000 was like the one that i really bought like first yeah yeah I remember going to school and just being like, these are the, for NHL 2000, just being like, graphics, nothing will ever look as good as <laughs> NHL 2000. <laughs> like, this isn't it. We will never get better than this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think we all have, like, that game well, that we sure. kind of said that. Uh, so, like, I just will never forget NHL 2000 was the one for me. Um <laughs> I, but to say it didn't have a lot of improvements, I don't think is entirely true because, like, I do remember it having like a season mode where you could like draft players and like it was like an act. It, it was it was kind of like an early predecessor to like the um, like the franchise mode. Huh. Uh, so I think I would be okay with cutting NHL '99 because like that one I. I think I played it after NHL 2000 and I would just occasionally go back to that one. Whereas a kid, I played NHL 2000, like probably quite a bit more. I I would say like my PlayStation one was primarily an NHL 2000 machine. Okay. Uh, So, uh, so NHL 2000 is one that like, yes, I, um, there's a lot of nostalgia. I'm sure it's terrible today. Uh, but I just remember being blown away by the graphics and just playing it a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, now, NHL 2003, this is an interesting one because, like, I distinctly remember going to the store to get this game. Weird. Uh, and But what I remember is, like, I was going to get it for PlayStation 2, but they didn't have the PlayStation 2 version. And so I had to get it for GameCube. Uh-huh. Which, I mean, that's not terrible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, like... W- <sighs> The weird thing is, like, this just feels like the we- like a really weird standout uh, from like the rest of the series because, like, this game, I just I remember it being much more arcadey. Hmm. Like, it, like I rem- I remember like the announcers being much more jokey. They didn't take it nearly as as serious. I remember there was like these like power up modes where you just be basically would just kind of like. I, it's hard to explain. So, well, like, okay, so that is what this, the only feature listed here is it introduced a feature called the Game Breaker. It, okay, it yes. is activated when players would perform enough dekes uh, mm-hmm. or like scoring a big goal or winning a fight and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yes. I And I, I do remember <laughs> that. And it, it's so like looking back, it's like, okay, this was very arcadey. And I just remember a lot of like the, a lot of jokes and like the, the announcers, they weren't like super serious about it. Yeah. So like uh but i just remember having a lot of fun and i know this may be like offensive to, to, for you know for our fans but like i think this was like the most played game i played on the gamecube 
I loved this game. Also, I remember it had Jerome McGinley, and Jerome McGinley is one of my favorite players of all time. Okay. Uh, uh, also, not really important to note, but I just want to say it anyway, probably the best black hockey player of all time. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, NHL 2004. Uh, this is the one. This was the first one I ever got for PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I This one really kind of improved a lot of like the single player stuff. I uh, like added like a whole like franchise mode really kind of blew that out. And then I remember the other big thing is they added some like European teams to the league, hmm. to, the, to the game. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. So uh, that one, I, I remember that one also had uh, Danny Heatley, uh, which I know about Danny Heatley. He was, uh, I think, in like 2003, maybe it was even 2004. I, I think it actually was 2004 after uh, this game came out, like he was riding around with like his best friend and they were like drinking and he crashed his car and he killed his best friend. Jesus. So yeah, like he got into some serious legal trouble. I think it was after uh, he was already the cover athlete, but yes. Uh, And then after that, I just kind of remember like the rest of like the PS2 era just kind of stagnated. It is possible that NHL 2004 has the highest Metacritic rating of any hockey game. Oh, well, I, I remember it being really good. Uh, I mean, like at the I think like the lowest review score here is like an 85. Mm. Yeah, I remember like especially the franchise mode because like I didn't like this obviously didn't have online or anything, or at least I didn't have access to it. So, yeah, like, I, I just remember like really getting deep into like uh, the the, you know, that kind of stuff. So uh, but then, as I said, like after that, like oh five, oh six, oh seven, oh. And then I think 08 was the first one on PS3. Uh, but like none of those really stood out to me as anything special. Mm-hmm. I, I Oh, also a quick note. I think 04 had like the best soundtrack. Mm. I'd have to look it up real quick because I have a list here. Yes. Uh, 04. Uh, hear me out here. It had Alien Ant Farm, Avenged Sevenfold, Bowling for Soup, Cinder, Deftones, uh, Jet, Less Than Jake. The Ataris. Wow. Yeah. See, that that's for me. That soundtrack yeah, is yeah. for me. And see, like, and like I know we just we talk about how like you know Tony Hawk really kind of like is a huge aspect of like how we built our, our our music taste. Yeah, yeah. The NHL series, especially like from like 03 on, same thing. Yeah. Like I, I feel like I learned a lot of bands from the, the NHL series, and like 04 was a, a strong year. So yes, I, I just wanted to give that a quick shout out. Uh, and then after that, uh, the next one I really want to talk about is 09. I was going to say, 09. I take it back. 09 is much higher ratings than 04. Mm. See, 09 is where they added the EASHL mode. Apparently the PC version sucked ass, though. Mm. That's, yes. EA never really prioritized they did the, not. the PC nope. versions. Uh, but this is where they added the the mode where it's uh, like you pick one player online. Mm. Uh, so you're like, I'm just going to be the left winger for this game. And then you're like, then you like join a, a team, a club. And then like everyone just kind of has their position. And that's the position you play for the entire game. So like it, it really just kind of like it, it it made everything feel like a, you're like you're part of a team type of thing. And like that, that has become like the most popular mode that I know of people who actually play these hockey games now. Yeah. Uh, and that was one of the big things about just kind of skipping ahead to NHL 15. They took that mode out. Oh, that sucks. 
And so a lot of people were like, wow, I, I'm not even going to bother getting this game because like they don't even have like the mode I play. Huh. So, uh, so, so like NHL 09 is the one with the everyone just kind of club called it club. Yeah. You know, club mode. And I probably like from like 09, 10, 11, 12, 13, like that was pretty much all I played was like that specifically that club mode and played with like the same people. Uh so like I, I got very close and really kind of built some very close friendships during that era. Yeah. So like NHL 09 is very special. And then 10, I'm trying to remember 10. I, I, I uh, 10 definitely added some stuff. Um, some of this stuff does start to blend together a little bit for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, because some of the changes I would assume are like incremental. So yeah, it's one yes. of those things where you're just like, was that always there? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes. Uh, so 10 added post whistle stuff. So like after the whistle, you could kind of like run around and hit people. Oh, excellent. I love that. Yes. Uh, so like you're like carrot, you're controlling your one guy and then you could like, just like it, it became a shit show after every single <laughs> whistle of people just like running. They had to like really kind of like take like EA had to really kind of ratchet it back some in future, future iterations <laughs> because people just went too far. Yeah. Uh, but then they also added like a, like it was like a whole new fighting engine. Uh, then the battle on the boards where you could kind of like push players along the boards and kind of hold them there. Um, and then the, the other big thing was, I, I would say, was like uh, it, they call it interactive atmosphere. It was basically they just kind of make the crowds a lot better. Oh, yes. And then like uh, the playoff games, like I don't I don't think you're very familiar with like playoff hockey but like a very common thing is like they have towels oh yes like uh swing towels above their heads type of thing so they they kind of added that stuff for the uh for 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 you know for the game so like those are probably the big additions from uh nhl 10 11 i believe 11 is when they added hut yes job of the hut no the the hot the ultimate team oh okay okay uh, which I know is become just like enemy number one. Yeah, but like I so like before that stuff, I always thought like, oh, this is like the mode that I would think is cool if I mm. was going to play it. Like there's something about like other than the like gotcha mechanics of like opening packs of cards to get players. Like I feel like building a team of players like from re- that are real players from teams you like, like there's something mm. really cool about that. See, what I liked about the EASHL mode, the, the club mode, is, like, you were building out your character, and, like, as you played, you, like, leveled them up and got stronger and got better. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was, like, not only are you playing with, like, the same people and, like, building friends, like, you're actually, like, there's an RPG element to it as well. But, yes, the ultimate team is, like, you know, like, you're just kind of, like, you're opening up these packs. And what I loved about it that first year is, like, the the each card had like a career so it only had like x amount of games you could play and there was also like a a a salary cap Hmm. so like what it did was like it forced it allowed people or you know like you couldn't just kind of build these like super teams so like every time you kind of played this mode like you encountered different teams and it was always very unique Hmm. where today like everyone has like the same like 30 to 35 cards. I gotcha. So it's just kind of like, it's just like the same games over and over again, where like it forced you, it'll, it kind of forced you and allowed you to kind of be a little bit more 
like have a little more variety because like you had you couldn't go over like a certain number so like you had you you had to kind of play around with things and i thought that was uh like a lot more fun so like that first year in the hot mode i actually really enjoyed it and it was my first it was like my favorite of of the 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 hot so uh for nhl 12 uh i guess the big thing is it added Okay, it it added be a pro. It seems like which be a pro was basically the EASHL, like where you're playing as one player, but like a single player mode. Oh, okay. But it which sounds kind of cool, but it's not. Uh, it's just it's not that much fun. Bummer. It's it's kind of boring. Just like you're controlling one guy, and you're and you just kind of like play against the AI, and then occasionally you have to go off, and then you just kind of sit on the bench and watch the the AI play out. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's it, i guess some people would call it immersive i i don't know i uh, i think if i were to cut like the first one the next one i'd want to cut is probably nhl 12 okay and then uh 13 i'm just gonna take a quick gander okay 13 i might want to keep around for a mode that they added okay so uh so let me just make a quick cut here uh, and then NHL 13, the big mode that they added, and then I don't think they ever added it to another one. Maybe they had it on in 14 as well, was the GM Connected. It was basically GM franchise mode, but online. Oh, interesting. Uh, so, like, so, like, Ed, so you would just kind of play through these franchise modes, but, like, you would only pick one team and, like, everyone would draft. And, like, it, it was a lot of fun to get into these leagues and just kind of, like, you know, just kind of see where your team went. Uh uh, so I, I don't have a lot to add to that. It's just like, that was like the big mode and I did dick around and play that quite a bit. So I had a lot of fun with that. And that is definitely one of those features that people request. And then EA just seems to ignore it and it never adds it. Cause they're like, yeah, but we added like more cards for hot. So <laughs> also, I think I want to, I think the new game came out today as well. Oh, interesting. So. Yeah, it came out like super late. Weird. I'm guessing COVID had something to do with yeah, it. Yeah, probably. Yes. Uh, I think it did come out today. So, hmm. uh, and then like you know, 14 was like a very very slight uh, improvement over 13. And then I remember 15. I didn't own it on the new generation, so I bought it on the old, like the my PS3. And it was literally the same game, except they copied and pasted a new logo on the game. Great. Other than that, it was literally the same game, and I spent sixty dollars. Excellent. It, so. Yes, that was a little upsetting. Um, uh, and then uh, I I specifically remember the PS2 era getting more into the NHL 2K series, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and then the, the the big one that I played was NHL 2K6, 2K6, not 2K16, 2K6. Uh, this one. I, I remember playing this one with, uh, you know, one of our uh, classmates, uh, Andrew Kramer. Oh, yeah. Because, like, we didn't have a lot of big hockey fans at our school. I was probably, like, the biggest in our class. Yeah. Uh, but he was definitely one. And so, like, we would just play, like, I, I remember us playing, like, the franchise mode and just kind of doing, like, playoff stuff together. We played this game a ton together. So, like, there was as, uh that was a lot of fun. Um, I, other than that, I don't. I I will say this. I do think the two K series 
always had a better franchise mode than the EA series. EA was much better on at the online stuff. Hmm. 2K was always much better at the uh, the offline single player stuff. And that's where I'm going to get into the. I, I think if I were to cut another one, it'd probably be 2K6. Although I I have been thinking about picking that up and just kind of messing around with it a little bit on um, my Xbox because yeah. I can get it for 360 for like super super cheap cheap but yeah i'm gonna cut uh 2k6 because like nhl 2k10 is uh i think it's still a fun game today because mm, this is one that i i still go back to and kind of mess around with because of the the franchise mode mm-hmm. uh now i don't really play the game i just kind of do like just kind of like sim the seasons and stuff uh, but what I love about this is like you can really kind of dive deep into like editing rosters. And then the other thing that I love is you can edit um, drafts, which I don't think you're really familiar with, like dra- like the NHL draft at all. Not right? especially, no. Okay. Uh, to just kind of simplify it as best as I can, each team is given like seven draft picks and then they like kind of like pick like 18-year-olds mm-hmm. who are like these really good at young and like 18-year-olds. And then they just kind of develop them out, and then they eventually become like NHLers type of thing. Yeah. Uh, so like you know, there's a lot of scouting that goes into it. Goes into it. So like whoever like the worst teams get like access to like the best players first type of thing. I gotcha. Uh, so like what you can, what I've done is like over the years, I've just been kind of like slowly. I I um have basically just kind of built out like drafts of like the actual NHL drafts. So I can like at any point just kind of pop in my NHL 2K10 and just kind of like play through like 20 seasons and I'm like drafting NHL players. And like that's all edited, edible. Like I can just kind of create these draft classes where the EA, like it's all just kind of randomized and you never really know. Mm. So I I just kind of like, like having that, like having that opportunity that I can do that. And then the other really cool thing that I liked about NHL 2, the 2K series is they had it where you could kind of share your rosters online. Mm. Uh, obviously, the online is shut down now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but back then, I mean, like you could like kind of upload your draft classes and your rosters and then people could kind of vote on them and stuff. And I remember like I spent a lot of time on my PS3 one and like I was one of like the highest rated like rosters in the league and people kind of like preferred my rosters over like the actual rosters from the from the company oh nice uh like i was one of the highest rated ones but i really spent like like a lot of time just kind of getting them right yeah so uh so there were just like maybe i didn't necessarily enjoy playing like the actual hockey game but i just loved the surrounding stuff around the like the franchise modes Mm. uh with the the 2k series so uh, so that's another one that um, 2K10 is one that, as I said, like I usually go back at least once a year now and just kind of dick around with it for for a little while. So that that's definitely another one I want to hold on to for a little bit longer. Okay. Uh, and then I, I'm sorry to like fans that are like if you've chose to stick around, this cannot <laughs> be very exciting for you. But like this is like I played. No, I, but I think I am interested in like hearing what the differences were because it's always like sports games like 
normally people can't really like tell you what the difference was because they do blend mm-hmm. together. Like I bet yes. if you ask someone who f- the fucking difference between like Madden 12 and Madden 13, like fucking jack shit, like you don't know, but, yes, but yes. the, the EA games, especially back, back in the day used to actually like have meaningful updates each time. And like, I think that's cool yes. just seeing like how they evolved over time or even like what mattered to you about them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So, uh, yes. Uh, I and, and like uh, this, they're like they definitely added like skill improvements. I think NHL 08 had like the improvement of like the skill stick where you use the stick to shoot. Oh, the sticks to shoot everybody loves the skill stick, yes. Uh, I th- and I think that was actually cribbed and pulled from the 2K almost certainly, like 2, I believe 2K5, 2K6. Uh, but like EA did a better job of like implementing it type of thing, yeah. like. It's one of those things where 2K may have come up with the initial ideas, but like EA perfected it type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but uh, so that's pretty much it for the EA and the 2K stuff. Uh, the next one I, I want to just kind of mention is the Wayne Gretzky 3D Hockey. Mm-hmm. This I had for the N64, which I th- I think there was another one like 99 as well. I didn't own that one, but uh, I played Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey. Like that was one of my favorite games. And I think it was pretty much a predecessor to the NHL hit series. Mm-hmm. That would make sense because it was Midway, you said, right? Yes, yeah, it was so Midway. that it definitely was. Uh, so like I, I remember it being like, Looking back, it's like, okay, that was very arcadey, but I, I, I would say, like, I don't think it was necessarily my most played game on the N64, but it's definitely up there as one of my most played games on the N64. It's kind of hard to remember exactly the game itself because this would have been like, you know, over 20 years ago now. <laughs> uh, but I, I remember this is the game that made me a fan of Michael Pekka. And then in 2001, Manny, Michael Pekka was traded from the Buffalo Sabres to the New York Islanders. Ah. And that's when I became a New York Islanders fan. Excellent. So, like, this game, huge impact as to why <laughs> I am a New York Islanders fan in a weird way. So, like, yes. That's cool. Um, yes. Uh, in a lot of ways, when I think when I hear the N64, this is one of the games I think of. I don't know if it's good today, mm. but, like, it is one uh, that um, – uh, I, I very much enjoy. I'm going to skip NHL hits because I'll let you kind of talk oh, about that. I can one talk for a about bit. it a lot. I got, I know all about it. I got <laughs> it unlocked. Uh, NHL three on three arcade. Okay. I was going to ask because, like, I remember when this was like coming out and they like talked about it. I was like, oh, this mm. sounds cool. Was it good or was it just like. I was going to. I, yes, I had a lot of, it was so much fun. It was just like this dumb arcade mode where like, it was just three versus three and you just kind of like, everyone had like big heads and they looked kind (laughs) of stupid, but it was a lot of fun. I, I signed into my old, uh, playstation account because i had this game and i was like i'm gonna see if i can download it. Sadly, you cannot download it and there's no way to get it. What the fuck? What? I'm guessing because it's licensed. Oh, that sucks. Even though I own it, I can download like the trial or the like the unlock code, but I can't download the game on PlayStation. Oh, that's such a bummer. Because like I was like, this would be a really fun game to dick around with for extra life. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can get this, which I'm sure there's ways to get like ROM versions yeah, on yeah. PC at this point. Um, 
but yes, Manny, I think you would have a lot. No, of yeah, because NHL I think I think it. it's basically just NHL hits, but like a newer version of it in theory. So, and it, it, like NHL hits was at least trying to make the the, the players look semi realistic. Yes, uh, a three on three arcade was not. They were just going for like a pure arcadey, and it was just like a a tie in type of thing. I think it was maybe like ten dollars extra or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. I really wish I had this game downloaded and I could just kind of play around with because, like, yes, I think you would have a lot of fun with uh, NHL 3-on-3 arcade. Yeah. I also want to know, I think if we were to ever just kind of go back and play one, I think you would have the most fun with NHL 03 for a similar reason. That's probably true. I think that one, from what I remember, was, like, a little bit more arcadey. But, yes, I think if we're just looking at pure fun – NHL three on three arcade might be my favorite. And so I definitely want to keep that one on the list. And then last but not least is super blood hockey, a game that I've only really played an hour, Mm -hmm. but I think we had a lot of fun with it for extra life. We did. Yeah. I remember an interesting, it's definitely interesting because like, it's just like, it is arcadey hockey, but like ratcheted up to like 11 where it's just like, you were just literally beating the shit out of each other constantly. And there's a like fake blood all over the ice Mm -hmm. and like, it gets the punk Mm -hmm. all bloody. It's really dumb. Yes. And I remember Willie just like figured out a way to just break the game. Yes. Because it was like you, like instead of picking like positions, it was just like three Mm -hmm. types of dude. Yes, I can't remember yes. what it was, but Willie figured out that I, one of the types of dude could just take the puck no matter what. And it was ridiculous. I think it was like playmaker, scorer, and enforcer. Yes. And he, you guys went basically all enforcers. <laughs> it just destroyed us. Uh, I, I, I think the other ones are like legitimately better. This is just like a fun, like, yeah, it was like a fun arcadey one. Like if we were going to cut one of the arcadey ones, I would say that one just because it was like, I don't at a certain point it wasn't even like playing a hockey game. It was like trying to figure out like what is the most broken setup, I guess. Also, I mean like we've only played that, it the that one is true. Time we played for it an hour. Time, yeah. So like uh but like that is pretty much running down the list other than NHL hits, which I will let you kind of uh, like say which in my opinion about. it's the greatest hockey game of all time and th- okay. the GameCube version is the best version and it costs $70 right now do you happen to have it? i do not i think kelvin has it though mm. uh because he gave me all of his like piece ps2 and gamecube games but he uh did not give me nhl hits because he is a dirty criminal um but anyways so nhl hits is like literally nba jam but with hockey sure. and like well and i think nfl blitz as well yeah nfl blitz as well but like nhl hits is like a more like exact direct comparison to nba jam sure. because in nba jam you know you dunk a couple times you get on fire in nhl hits i believe it was if you score 3 times in a row with a player, they would catch on fire. But if you scored three one timers in a row, you would get team fire and every Mm. player on your team would get this blue fire and be extra broken. But it is arcadey like NHL three on three arcade is where it's only the three players on each side and the goalie. Um, But it is, it is like super blood hockey in a way where there are no penalties in this product. You Mm. just fucking annihilate people and it lets you like shove them, but they like fly through the glass and the glass like shatters and shit. And it does, you just, you go buck wild on people. Um, But I I don't know. It's just like that fun arcadey experience. And it had a lot of like dumb, 
teams that you could like buy custom teams. So the one that I would always play as were aliens and it would like transform the puck into like a little asteroid and it, okay. it would give name. The announcers would make, have names for these people. So like one of the players on the alien team that I will never forget was crutch foop. And so like, I just hear the announcers dumbass voice saying, Oh, crutch foop in my head, like all the time. <laughs> and it's just one of those things where it's just like, I don't know. I really like NBA jam. Like if I had to pick a Correct. favorite, like sports game, quote unquote, it would almost certainly be NBA jam because I just, right. I love NBA jam and this is that, but attributed to a sport that I actually like, you know what I mean? I, I might this weekend go over to, um, sound go around and just see if they have NHL. One of the three, one of the three, yeah. PS2. I, I hits 2002 was the one that I like rented all the time. And then Calvin, sure. Calvin bought it and we just played at his house like fucking constantly. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I don't like sports games usually. Right. So it's sure. like, it's just one of those things where it's like, Oh, this is like a really stupid, like over the top hockey game. And like, it also has like mm-hmm. regular teams in it. Like I think like yeah, the, yeah. the player on the cover, I think for 2002 is from the New Jersey devils. Kevin Stevens. Yes. Uh, Which I mean is if you know anything about hockey, that is very fitting to the name NHL hits. Okay. But yeah, and it's like getting into fights was hilarious. And it just mm-hmm. like the players would just absolutely decimate each other. Uh, yeah, It was on PS2 and Xbox as well. I, d- I think for multiplayer games like this, I think the GameCube just generally did better because it had four controller ports. Sure. So it was just easier instead of getting like a multi-tap, which a lot of companies didn't even support the use of and stuff like that for a PS2. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know, man, it was, it was ridiculous. Uh, I th- the one thing I thought was weird is that like, you could only have a certain amount of fights per game, I think. So like mm-hmm. after a certain point they would stop fighting, but this was like a classic midway game at the time where like people in the crowd would hold up like signs that had like a symbol on them. And before each match in the loading screens, you could like tap the button to change the symbols. And if you use certain combinations, it would like put in cheat codes like big head mode or like fucking ridiculously fast players and shit like that. So you could like put in weird cheat codes to like break the game and stuff. Uh, But yeah, like you would make custom teams just like you would in any other NHL game and go through seasons and make a player and choose their stats and stuff. And I yeah, I played this game a lot for sure. Yeah, I'll see if I can just kind of because like it seems like we can get it on cheap for like three dollars on PS2 yeah, from Amazon. Yeah. But I, I I would kind of want to get it for extra life. Yeah, just, just to, to see if like that, and for an hour, I think it could be oh, fun yeah. to just kind of see what that is like. So just hit each other through um, the glass constantly. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, definitely not looking to cut that one. So right now we're at 11 games. So I'm just trying to think. I think if I were to cut one, I would probably cut uh, 13 and get that down to 10 uh, to 10. Okay. So, yes. And I, yeah, NHL hits sounds like one I would, I would have loved as a oh, kid. Oh, I think, I, I think just, so too, for sure. I just wasn't really dialed in and I just kind of stuck to what I knew, which was like the EA more. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. So, um, which it's also one of those things where like, because my birthday is in October, the games would come out in the fall. Like it, like this was almost always like what I spent my birthday money on every year. Yeah, was buying these like NHL games. So, 
Uh, but it sounds like you would want to put the NHL hits high. I mean, I would, but it's the only one I have any passion for, so we don't have to do that. But no, I mean, like <laughs> it sounds like something I would like. Yes. So I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna fight it. Um, and then I think I would. I really liked NHL 2000. I would want to put that one high. Yeah. That one is just pure nostalgia. I will fully admit <laughs> that, but yes. Well, I mean, hey, I liked NHL 98 when I played it, so sure. you know, sure, whatever. Uh, I would say NHL 09 is one that I'd put high, and then the Wayne Gretzky 3D Hockey I'd put high. <laughs> um, and then 03, I would put probably somewhere middle. 04 would probably be later. 10. Oh, God. They're all. <laughs> oh God. Okay. This, this, uh, this didn't really do as much as I, I was going to say. I was like, oh, man, they're all going to be be high and mid. No There, Yeah, there's the. Okay. So I, I think I'm going to put 04 as like the lowest. Okay. So we'll put 0, 0, 2004 at 10. Oh, God. At pure fun NHL 3 on 3 arcade. But I, I also think it was kind of a little shallow. So I'll put that one at number nine. That's fair. Um, and then after that, we have 03, 10, and 11. 10 and 11 just kind of start to blend together a little bit. So I think I would put NHL 11 at number 8, uh, NHL 10 at number 7, uh, NHL 2K 10 at 6, NHL 2003 at 5, because like I legitimately just remember having so much fun with NHL 2003. So now we're into just like the top four. Uh, and if I'm being entirely honest, I think I would probably put Wayne Gretzky at number four. And then I, yeah, I, I put, no, number three, NHL 2000 at four, and then hits in 09, probably one and two. Yeah. Just because I like think, I, I do think say, I would I think really NH- like I think NHL 09 should probably be number one because it sounds like it was like it very just changed. good and it changed everything. It completely changed, you know, that the entire franchise. Yes. Uh, it, to the point where, like, that is all people have done for the past 12 years. And, like, literally, like, people don't play any other video games. They don't play any other modes. This is the only video game mode that they play is that this EASHL mode, this club mode. It, it's completely changed lives and it, it, it had a profound life uh, change on my life for, you know, five plus years. Mm-hmm. I don't really play it a lot anymore. And occasionally I'll just kind of do the drop-ins because now like the games eventually get added to game pass. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah, I'll just wait till the summer I'll, So that's what I'm going to do. I'll, I'll play NHL 2020, you know, 2022 uh, next year in the summer uh, and probably just do some of that drop-in stuff. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm okay with putting NHL hits 2002 at number two, and then NHL 09 is you know was you know life changing in a lot of ways. And I, I met people that like I still interact with today, you know, from doing that mode. So yeah, uh, yeah, I I think this is a this is a good list. And sadly, there's there's nothing you know. The most recent one is 2011, which was 10 years ago, so, <laughs> which I think says a lot about like the 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 franchise you know the last 10 years yeah i you were right the new one does come out today so i'm really curious i uh, it sounds like they've made some improvements but it, it's probably largely the I was gonna, did, did they, did they even release one last year yes they did oh i would have guessed they would not but okay why would you have guessed because that? covid 
I mean, like, I mean, they don't make enough changes from year. To I year guess, to I guess matter. that's true. Yeah. Well, that's why I was like, oh, maybe they just like didn't put one out last year, and now this one has. No, one. like, it, it, worst case scenario, they would have just in Control C, Control V, <laughs> change change the name, update the logo, update the rosters, and call it a day. That's so sad. That's. I mean, but they sell no matter what. It it's the same problem that like wrestling games have. Like, yeah. they don't have to put the work in. And it sells well. The only reason, like you can tell, like NHL 2K10, the 2K series was push, pushing EA to actually like make improvements. But you know, now EA, a EA doesn't have to. I don't want to say like I don't want to put this on the developers. Yeah, they're just given such a small budget because all the money goes to FIFA. Yes, and did you see they did re-sign the deal with FIFA? So. I, I figured it was just them leveraging a deal. Uh, it was, FIFA. but I did look it up, and it if they didn't use the FIFA name, they would still have everything else, like all the clubs and everything. Yeah. So it's just the FIFA name. So, just so yeah. So I, I'm sure they were just kind of saying that to ch- just kind of like work the get a cheaper deal. So. Yep, yep. But yes, uh, hockey. Well, it worked out that you know the new game came out today. Mm-hmm. The new hockey game came out today, and you know hockey started this month. So yeah. that is hockey. Uh, if you didn't enjoy this segment, I'm sorry, but I'm <laughs> telling you right now, next week is going to be so much fun. Okay. I have a fun game planned. It is, oh boy, it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> well, I am very excited. And now... Yes, I don't want to spoil now it. Now I am actually curious. I wonder if I do have NHL hits upstairs in my closet. Mm. I will have to I will have to double check because Kelvin did finally return my copy of Gauntlet Dark Legacy. And I feel I feel like he would have returned NHL hits as well. He would have brought it to me. Well, it wouldn't be. Well, he would be giving it to me. But I, Dark sure. Legacy was mine, and he like mm-hmm. took it when we were in like middle school and just gave it back like last Christmas or something. So uh, Merry, Christmas. Merry Christmas! I got you your own game. <laughs> I mean, he did give me like everything because he's like, I don't even have sure, a sure. PS2 or a GameCube anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. So that made sense. So yeah, I wonder if hits is in there, and I just didn't notice. I have like a PS2 copy of NFL Street too in there hmm. then that game rules we, so maybe we we fire maybe we bring out the ps2 and just play some <laughs> dumb P, ps2 arcade yeah games. we could do that oh god nfl street is so fucking dumb you, they have the walls <laughs> so you can like run on the walls uh, the, oh. it's so dumb oh my god <laughs> and that's coming up like in a few weeks it like is. two three weeks yeah. i'm gonna have to start coming yeah, up with the schedule I'll, I'll here to think of it, but yeah street rules man nfl street is hmm. so stupid uh but yeah with that uh that'll do it for us this week we'll be back next week with matt claims is a hilarious uh part Mm, three mm, uh mm. i i will have played a couple games i don't know what i'm gonna do because i want to play the good life but if it like sucks too much i'm gonna have to finally choose whether i play lost judgment death loop or life is strange so we'll figure out which one of those i go for i don't know i might maybe i'll play unsighted though because that's on game pass I have a problem. Anyways, uh, we will be back next week. As always, the theme song is Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi. Excellent chiptune band. You should check them out. And we will catch you guys next time. Peace out. Peace out.